Welcome to the Holistic Hotties Podcast. I'm your host, Kat Mansfield, and I'm on a mission to help you feel good naked. Not just with your clothes off, but with your masks off. Completely you, completely naked. I want to help you fall so in love with yourself that you can't help but feel good naked. I'm a certified holistic health coach, meditation teacher, and yoga teacher traveling around the world to further satiate a curiosity for all things healing and true. Feeling good naked is so much more than eating healthily, the bubble baths, and the spa days. It's that deep sense of security, that deep sense of safety in your own body. Here, we're going to talk about how to overcome the roadblocks, the mindsets, the beliefs, and the self-imposed limitations that are keeping you from embodying the most radiant, holistically hot version of you. By pressing play, you're one step closer to feeling good naked. Let's do this. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Holistic Hotties. I am so glad you're here, as per usual. And let's just dive into it because I want to make these a little bit shorter. So let's just dive into the topic. Today, I want to talk about the happiness threshold. And I don't know, maybe you guys have heard of this term, maybe not. But I'm excited to dive in regardless and talk about what it is, how it shows up in our lives, how it's created in our life, and then how it essentially holds us back from creating what we desire, what we say we want to create. And instead, how we can work with this threshold to slowly expand it, to slowly breathe space into it, to allow it to hold what we want to create the expansiveness of what we want to create, the limitlessness of what we want to create, because that's what's available to us. Limitlessness, expansiveness, big, bold lives that we want to create are available. What's holding us back is the subconscious happiness threshold. So let's dive in. So first of all, what is it? What is a happiness threshold? Essentially, it's a subconscious upper limit that tells you this is as much happiness as I can handle. Any more happiness feels unsafe in my body, and thus I must self sabotage. (laughs) And thus I must put an end to this downhill sensation, to this feeling of wind in the hair, everything's working out, things are in flow. This feels unsafe. So, I must end it. And again, this is subconscious, man, which is so gnarly because as much as we can consciously decide and feel determined to create something, if our subconscious feels unsafe, if our subconscious has reached its happiness threshold, then no matter what you're saying or doing consciously, you're going to create a block. You're going to create a boundary. You're going to create a circumstance that self-sabotages and trips you while you're going downhill. I was dating this guy in Toronto for about three months and we were at the point where, you know, in every situationship where you have that conversation of, is this going somewhere or are we just, you know, bopping around aimlessly? So we were having that conversation and he goes, I feel like you're trying to trip yourself while you're going downhill. (laughs) And in the moment, I was like, screw you, man. (laughs) No, I'm not. That statement always stuck with me. And I think it's actually a quote from Matthew McConaughey's book, Greenlight. It stuck with me because it's a great visual of, yeah, you're going downhill, you're experiencing that exhale, that ease, that time where you get to catch your breath and it feels too good. So you trip. So you 
metaphorically untie your shoe and trip. And I remember walking away from that conversation after he'd said that and taking some time to process it. Where else am I doing this? Where else do I trip myself when I'm going downhill? And a part of my ego really wanted to disregard that insight because it felt threatening. It felt invalidating to my ego. My ego responds and says, I'm not doing this. I'm not creating any obstacle in my life. It's not my fault. I'm here just experiencing obstacle. The world is putting obstacles in my way to keep me from being happy. I'm not doing it. There's no way I have any part in this. And man, how far I've come. (laughs) Because now anytime anything happens in my life, I'm like, wow, I created that. Damn, let's look at that. So Spencer, if you're listening to this, thank you. (laughs) So that's what it is. We trip ourselves when we're going downhill. That feeling in the split second after you're experiencing immense happiness, immense joy, that complete exhale, that full body laughter, that full body release into, wow, things are going well. Things are going swimmingly. It is that split second right after you experience that feeling in your body where it's fear, where it's dread. When is it going to be taken away from me? And Brene Brown has a whole TED talk on this. I can't remember the you know name of it or whatnot, but if you YouTube it, I'm sure you'll find it. And she dives into this where the most common feeling that people feel after joy directly after is fear because we're so uncomfortable with sitting in that joy, with sitting in that happiness. We're so programmed to believe that it can be taken away from us and it will be taken away from us. In fact, it's just a matter of time until it is. How many of us have grown up with the saying, waiting for the other shoe to drop? This guy I'm dating is great, but I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. Everything's going super well, but I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. How many of us have just grown up with that in the back of our heads? I notice myself saying it all the time. And if things are going well, I notice that I look for something that is bad. I could potentially deem as unfavorable or I don't want that or everything's great except for this. Like we don't feel comfortable leaning into things are going so well. You know, that feels unsafe because somebody can take it away. And when a saying like that, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop, is a part of your programming. It's a part of our society's programming. No wonder we all have happiness thresholds. No wonder we all have happiness upper limits. Because as soon as we hit a new threshold, we're just waiting. We're waiting. And then, of course, we're going to create something because we're waiting for it. We don't just wait for nothing. If we're waiting for something, we'll eventually arrive there. We'll eventually create a circumstance that satiates that waiting feeling. We're not just going to sit in the waiting room forever. We're waiting to be called in somewhere. We're waiting for something to happen. And this is because there's a part of us that doesn't feel deserving of that downhill sensation. There's a part of us that doesn't feel deserving of things going our way. Who are we to have things work out for us? Who are we to be in flow? Who are we to experience synchronicity? Who are we to step into limitlessness? Who are we? So maybe take a moment, just kind of marinate in that notion. Have I experienced this feeling of overwhelming joy, bliss, things are going amazingly and directly after that split second, that split second of fear, it's going to be taken away. Have you felt that? 99% sure you have. If you have, when? Because the whole process is noticing when. Noticing when that's our programmed reaction and then holding it. And I'll get into this whole process of how to 
reprogram, rewire, and expand our happiness threshold, but I invite you to just marinate, observe when you felt like that, even recently in your life. I've been experiencing it a lot, actually. I am in a space where things are going really well. I love where I live. It feels like my career, things are just aligning. Opportunities are coming into my lap. I'm dating a really nice guy. I have a community full of friends and women that are empowered, embodied, inspiring. Like I I feel like things are just going so well at this point. It's about to be spring and summer. Like I'm just mm, 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 loving life. And I noticed, I think it was yesterday, as I was kind of meditating and sitting in this feeling of gratitude of, wow, things are going so well. I'm so happy. The next moment, oh no, what if it gets taken away? What if it's gone? What if it blows up? And observing that compulsive reaction, that compulsive emotion of fear right after experiencing heightened joy made me smile because... (laughs) As soon as you see it, you then get to turn around and say, baby, we're safe to experience this. Life is full of obstacles. Yes, more obstacles will come your way. Yes. And they're a part of the journey. They lay the path to even more joy, even more expansiveness, even more embodied happiness. So bring them on. I'm not scared of obstacles. I'm not scared of the other shoe to drop. I welcome it. I welcome the obstacles. I welcome the doors that they open, the wounds that they uncover, the work it allows me to do so that I can get bigger, so that I can be bolder, so that I can experience more belly laughter, more joy in this life. So how is our happiness threshold created? And it's a combination of external and internal forces. It starts with the external. It starts with watching people in our lives live within their own happiness thresholds. And at some point, we internalize this. We internalize their behavior, their beliefs as universal law. Especially when we're growing up, it's our caregivers. It's our guardians. It's the people in our lives that say things like, we can't afford that, or that's not realistic to want. I could never live in a house like that. Things that just make you feel small things that you get to look at and answer and respond to with, why not? (laughs) Why the heck not? If you desire it, if you want it, if you want to create it, why not? Because somewhere along the way, we start to believe that what these other people's happiness thresholds are, the upper limit that these people have in our lives, we begin to internalize that that is how it has to be for us too. And it doesn't. It does not. In fact, I was on a bike ride with a friend of mine the other day, and we're biking through this neighborhood in Santa Cruz, and the homes are beautiful. They're right on the ocean. And he says, these homes are beautiful. I wish I could live in one one day. And I go, why can't you? And he goes, they're so expensive, blah, 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 you know, all these things. And I go, and if that's what you desire, if that's what you want, it's possible. There's no reason to resist it. There's no reason to decide that you can't have something this early on in the game. (laughs) No freaking way. No freaking way. I refuse. So adopting that playful mentality, almost adopting that devil advocates mentality, when you hear yourself saying, I can't be that happy. I can't have that. That's not for me. Why not? And then listen to what your body, what your mind, what your brain comes up with, because it will give you a reason. It's too expensive. 
they're prettier. They're an influencer. That's why they get to have it. That's why they get to travel that much. That's why they get to have the relationship. Your brain will give you something. And then we get to look at that. We get to come back to that and say, oh, that's not true. That's a reason I've come up with somewhere in my life. That's a reason that I arrived at at some point in my life as to why I cannot have what I desire. That's not true. I am as worthy of happiness as any other human being on this planet as we are all made of the same energetic material. We are made of the same energetic potential energy. We have the same potential to create as anybody else in this world, as anybody else on this earth. So you see somebody that has what you want, mm -mm -mm. go create it. That's your permission slip right there. And I talk more about this in a couple episodes back of how to alchemize envy. So if you're interested in kind of diving more into that topic, that's a good episode for you. So noticing and getting curious, what are the parameters that create my happiness threshold? At some point in my life, I decided that this is the upper limit, that this is as much happiness, this is as much flow I can hold in my body and still feel safe. I invite you to become curious as to where those perimeters, where those ceilings exist in your life, and even getting curious as to where you may have adopted them from, as to who may have instilled that ceiling, that perimeter in your life. And without having any resentment for they gave me this, compassionately notice, this is where that person is existing and I adopted it as mine too. Okay, but that's not mine. That's their stuff. That's not mine. They've not given themselves permission to create, to be big, to marinate in limitlessness. So how could they have given me permission to? Damn, I have compassion for them. How about I give myself permission and perhaps... By me giving myself permission, I can give them permission to be bolder, to experience a higher upper limit, to expand their happiness threshold. I think Ram Dass says we're all here to guide each other home. So we don't need to wait for anybody else to give us permission. We can give ourselves permission. And in doing so, we get to guide somebody else to more embodiment, to more happiness, to more expansiveness. And then they get to turn around and do it for other people. You know, it, and that is how you create collective change. It really is a ripple effect. Every person's raised frequency gives permission for those in your life to raise their frequency as well and expand and experience more full body happiness, more full body hell yeses in life. So that's the external component. Where have we adopted these ceilings, these upper limits from other people in our life, from external forces, from external media, people, movies, whatever it is, people telling us this is as much as you can have? Question that. And the internal aspect, once we've adopted these beliefs, once these Beliefs have been implanted into us from a young age. They become internalized. They become a part of our programming. And that is when they begin to run the show. Our whole subconscious is operating from this programming that this is as much as we can tolerate. Any more happiness, any more joy is unsafe in the body. Abort. Back it up. Self-sabotage. And like I mentioned... Our mind, our brain will come up with so many reasons as to why we cannot experience any more happiness, why this downhill moment, why this sweet ride has to end. It will come up with many reasons because at the end of the day, our brain, our mind is trying to keep us safe. 
And that's all this is. When we experience more happiness, when we reach higher than where our happiness threshold is at the moment, it feels unsafe in the body. So again, we get to adopt this radical gratitude, this radical compassion for the truth that our body is just trying to keep us safe. Our brain is just trying to keep us safe. So we get to say thank you. Thank you so much. I love you for trying to keep me safe. And I've got this. I'm able to hold this. I'm able to breathe into what happens next. I'm able to breathe into receiving more. I've got us, baby. We are safe. It is a lot of talking like that to myself as I navigate my own happiness threshold. It is a lot of noticing and saying one breath at a time, we can take a little bit more. We can sip in a little bit more happiness. We can watch our happiness threshold expand just a little bit more in this moment, in this moment, in this moment, and keep allowing for peace, for joy, for happiness, without feeling the overwhelm, without feeling the alarms being set off in our body. Because all that is, is somewhere in our lives, as we were growing up, we felt this immense happiness, we felt this immense joy, and then we lost it. Somebody took it away. And we felt pain, probably as a young child. And that was internalized as oh, we're not going to do that again. We're not going to allow ourselves to completely surrender to and be enveloped by this joy, this happiness. Because when it's gone, oh, that pain is intense. That pain is searing. And that's the same thing that keeps us from getting back out there and dating, from being truly intimate, from really letting somebody else see us. It's the same safety mechanism. All we do... (laughs) is try and stay safe. Everything we do subconsciously is to maintain safety in our mind, is to maintain our identity, our ego, maintain that sense of self. And what this conversation is about, what this podcast is about, is empowering you to create a toolkit so that you remember this happiness, this safety, this peace cannot be taken away from you despite whatever obstacle shows up, despite whomever comes into your life and tries to, it cannot be taken away from you because you are it. You are peace. You are joy. You are happiness. You are love. And so we are meant to exist in an abundance of that. We are meant to exist in an abundance of euphoria. And we are meant to experience obstacles again so that we can expand that threshold, so that we can grow, so that we can uncover where we can heal more and then experience more love. (laughs) You know, we need both. And so I'm not saying spiritually bypass, these are the tools to never experience pain or an obstacle or sadness again. We will experience that again. That's life. That is being human. That is the gift of being able to experience the full spectrum emotions in this human body. Yay. And these are tools. These are these are opportunities. These are forks in the road to bring your awareness to where you can invite limitlessness into your life, where you can invite ease into obstacle, where you can invite peace into moments of pain and turmoil and transition, and where you can allow yourself to receive and enjoy the chapters of downhill, the chapters of flow, the chapters of serendipitous choreography in this life. Because we all have, again, we all will have moments of feeling out of alignment, of needing to come back into alignment, and that's typically in the form of an obstacle or a heartbreak or a 
rock bottom or something that feels earth shattering. We all will experience those in life at different times, multiple times. And we will experience these chapters of flow, these chapters of ease, these chapters of the wind in the hair and that exhale, that moment after an intense sequence in yoga where you get to forward fold and ragdoll, baby, bend the knees as much as you need, sway side to side, take the downhill when you get it. So these are tools to do that. These are tools to notice when we're in a downhill and a flow in alignment and find gratitude for the practices that got you there and allow yourself to receive this moment. Allow yourself to expand within this moment. Allow your threshold to get bigger and notice when we feel the compulsion to exist within our current threshold, to self-sabotage, to untie our shoe and trip ourselves while we go downhill. Okay, so I want to give you a couple steps to begin to acknowledge where your happiness threshold is and how you can begin to expand it. So first, you've got to get still. (laughs) I feel like all of my podcasts, all roads lead to mindfulness. All roads lead to stillness. All roads lead to meditation. And it does not have to be a typical meditation where you sit down, legs crossed, 20 minutes. I mean, that's going to be amazing for you in your journey. But anytime you find stillness, hiking in nature, playing guitar, on a run, those moments where you drop into flow and all you're left with is presence. So however that looks in your life, using those moments, those portals to inquire, to self-inquire, okay? So carve out time to observe and allow. Observe where you are in your threshold right now. Are you at the peak? Are you at the ceiling? Are you at a point where your body is like, okay, this is a lot. Let's self-sabotage because this feels overwhelming. I don't feel safe. Or are you at a place in your journey right now where you're at the bottom, you're in a rock bottom, you may be being earthquaked, you may be feeling out of alignment and almost not even remember the last time that you felt that peak of happiness where you felt that overwhelming joy, bliss, things are flowing. So observe and allow for wherever you are in this moment. Three, like I've mentioned, everything we do is about staying safe. Everything we do is about maintaining that safety in our bodies. So the practice is creating safety for yourself internally in your body. And again, that looks like a lot of inner child work for me, but it doesn't have to be inner child work. It can be any practice that you have to regulate your nervous system in moments of overwhelm, in moments of anxiety, in moments of feeling like the momentum from this downhill moment is too much for you to hold. It's becoming too overwhelming. And again, that's what induces our tendency to self-sabotage. So creating safety in your body. When we feel safe in our bodies, we can actively co-create. When we feel safe in our bodies, we trust that whatever happens next is perfect. When we feel safe in our bodies, there's no such thing as waiting for the other shoe to drop. It just becomes observing each step, watching each shoe as it takes the next step, trusting that the path will be laid beneath your foot before it touches the ground. Safety. Whatever happens next, I can hold in my body because I have you, baby. We are okay. We can experience lows. We can experience the highest highs. We are okay with it all. Safety. Number four, if you're in a moment where you feel like you're experiencing the ceiling of your happiness threshold and you're like, okay, I'm waiting for the shoe to drop and you notice that, consciously co-create, consciously choose to keep going downhill with awareness. 
Notice where and when you want to create struggle. Notice where and when you want to create controversy. Notice where and when you want to pick a fight. You want to allow for resistance in your creative projects to run the show. Just notice. As soon as you notice it, it loses all of its power because it's like, oh, I see you trying to do that. Okay, I'm not going to. You know, it's just the gentle noticing and the gentle bringing back to this moment and choosing something different. Every moment is a fork in the road where we get to choose a new thought, where we get to choose the thoughts that we expend energy towards, where we get to create in this moment, in the next moment, in the next moment, because it doesn't exist yet. The moment beyond this moment right now doesn't exist yet. So you get to create it. You get to create it with your intention. You get to create it with your conscious awareness. You get to create it with the frequency of your emotion paired with the frequency of your intention. Hashtag Joe Dispenza work. And number five, trust whatever is happening now is perfect. Trust that the downhill you're experiencing will last as long as it's meant to. Trust that when and if it comes to an end, whenever you experience your next obstacle, it is all in an effort to bring you to that next level of expansion, to open a doorway for you to step through so that your threshold can get even bigger. Know that as much as there is a place for heightened happiness, for heightened bliss, there also has to be a place for pain, for sadness, for reconciling with the evolution of self which means grieving past versions of self as you expand, as you evolve. It means holding space for past versions of self to no longer exist, which is scary, which is hard, which is letting go. So five is trust that whatever is happening now, wherever you are on this downhill, or wherever you are on the uphill, wherever you are on your journey is perfect. And allow for yourself to either experience the downhill or to experience the uphill knowing that it's preparing you for the downhill. It's an invitation to expand your threshold so that the downhill can feel even more freeing, so that the wind can feel even more brisk and crisp on your face and your hair, so that the exhale can feel even more alleviating in the moment that you get to experience it. So I hope you enjoyed this conversation, everybody. I am really loving how much feedback I'm getting from you all about topics that you like. And if you ever have a topic that you're like, I want to hear about this, shoot me a DM. I would love to include it. I also want to mention my retreat is happening September 30th to October 4th in Tulum, Mexico. Again, I'm still just talking to women who are interested in going. And even that, I trust that the people who are meant to go will find this retreat and the group that's meant to come together will come together. And if it's meant to happen, it will. Great. <laughs> awesome. So if you're interested in learning more, again, we'll be having conversations like this. It's called Sensual Self-Inquiry, and it's about creating a space to truly inflate into every cell of your being, take up space, dive deep, and love what you find. So that is the container we'll be creating there. I'll put all the information in the show notes. And that is all. Have a wonderful rest of your day, everybody. Mwah.